This is Tony Waller. Insert your own sounder here, um, or your own cold open. Uh, we're doing things a little differently. I am joined tonight by Will Leach. That's what's different. For the first time in three months, I'm actually here. <laughs> That's actually the new thing. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 343 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and today on this episode, you'll hear Tony and Will kind of getting caught up on everything G-Day, because G-Day is this week, and we haven't really talked much about Georgia football since our feelings episode way back in January. Uh, Like I said, this is just Tony and Will, but I joined the podcast separately a little bit later in the show as I discussed kind of my thoughts and feelings about going to the Masters last week. So it's very Georgia-themed, which it always is, but it's a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball talk, and then I join in towards the end about my experience taking my family and taking photos at the Masters. Thanks for joining us today, and here's Will and Tony to get it all started. The sound probably sounds a little different because we are uh, in my place rather than yours. So I'll let you continue with your intro. But I just wanted to let you know that the thing that's different is that I'm actually here. So I'm sorry. I know you've been enjoying the shows for the last three months. But unfortunately, uh, I heard you miss me. I'm back. Well, um, Scott is uh, Scott is with Chad and the Gimp. Uh, so, uh, But do stick around. He'll have a few minutes talking about his time at the Masters and his, uh, hanging out with his friend Chris Kirk. And some of the things he saw uh, during Masters Week, and able to take some pictures for the Kirk family, uh, and a couple other things he's got teed up. But will we find ourselves on the precipice of G Day? G Day, G Day is here. G Day is happening. Uh, I will. Not, we'll get into the actually the details of G Day, but uh, it feels like you got to do a show <laughs> on G Day. We've been for the record. Here are our last three shows to let us know how how derelict I have been in my duties as a co-host of this podcast. Uh, Three thirty nine. Was our the instant analysis with everyone yep. me and you yep. in the yeah. in the Airbnb? Uh, three forty was the feeling episode, right? Which was great. Uh, and then three forty one was the Tyler Dogden special <laughs> of Monkin Out and Bobo In. That was on February fourteenth. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone! So you were on that one. And the one after that was you and Seth on, on March twenty sixth. So we have been derelict. I apologize to everyone. I've been running out for the, for the for for what it's worth. Uh, I actually feel like I'm less busy than Scott right now. Scott is everywhere. It's wild. Scott, which is great, and I have to say, I'm always very. I, I, it is worth it. We 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 give Scott. Uh, we like to, to to joke about Scott a little bit sometimes, but like he is absolutely killing it with everything that he's doing. A guy. One of the one thing to always remember about Scott is Scott had like a normal, regular, everyday uh, uh, work a day, work a schlub, work and schlub job, uh, um, and. Uh, said, no, I want to work in podcasts and I want to work in video and I want to go do that. And I'm sure everyone in his extended family was like, what in the world is Scott doing? Uh, he had this good job doing work, boring workaday stuff. And now he is thriving in every possible way. And if you follow Scott on Instagram, you know, he's doing, you can see all the stuff that he's doing on a regular basis. Now his kids are good at it. Yeah. It is, uh, it is a, it's, it's going to be like a Belichick coaching tree. <laughs> Uh, for him at some point. So Scott is not here because he has a million things going on. And I have not been around because I have been traveling a lot for to cover events. And I have a novel coming out in on May 16th. 16th. Uh, just okay. a month from now. Uh, called The Time Has Come. We'll get into I'm sure we will talk before then 
uh, about it, but it, it also takes place in Athens. If you read How Lucky and thought, "Hey, I like the I like this way he's portrayed Athens," this is actually probably even more of an Athens book. Same uh, universe, same but, universe. Okay. There are two small characters of How Lucky that are larger characters in the next book, and, and very much set in a in in clearer. Uh, you, there's a lot, there's multiple mentions of the word lumpkin. Okay, on several uh, on several occasions. Uh, so uh, so that's what I've been doing. I will be going off on book tour uh, after the book comes out. This will be a public event for anyone that's in uh, Athens and surrounding area on launch day, which is uh, which is May 16th at the Athens Clark County Library. And they'll be off to New York and Chicago and Los Angeles, a whole bunch of places. But we're launching it here. Uh, Avid will be co-hosting the event today, but we'll have it at Avid, but they'll have it at the library. So that'll be really fun. But that's why I've been gone. And now enough. And so, Tony, what, uh, I've given you all my I, background. What have you been up yeah, to? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I have, I've had one of those semesters. Um, well, it's got, I work at law school, so I think in terms of semesters, right? Yeah. Um, I am a little over two weeks away from becoming the president of NOW, the National Association of Law Placement, um, in case you don't remember. Member and, and times I forget I was <laughs> was asked to be president elect a little over a year ago. Um, this is actually the busiest time for this office. It's a three year term. Uh, I've spent the last month and a half, uh, really since I got back from California, um, where it rained the whole time again. Uh, <laughs> The or nearly yeah. the whole time. I swear there are times it does not rain in California. Well, no, I I've been there for that, but not not this year. <laughs> not recently. Uh, so when I since the end uh, or since the the early March when I got back from California, um, I've been busy working on writing and uh, honing the business plan for now for next year, which in, entails going through a document, coming up with charges for the committees and sections, the work of the organization. Right. Okay. Um, I don't do that by myself. That is a members organization, members document, but. I'm responsible for making sure the wordsmithing gets right, and that's not my jam. I respect those of you that are able to do this. Will, you included. Um, and then also asking, um, filling, you know, in the neighborhood of 100 volunteer slots. Um, some as mundane as just serving as vice chair of a committee. Some as uh, important as the chair of the nominating committee and chair of the conference planning committee for next year's conference, which will be in Boston and in, in colloquially as known as, you know, it's my conference and I'm, I'm the president in that conference. So it's important to me that, that we have the right person. Um, so I have spent a lot of time over the past six weeks, uh, literally locked in my office, um, and on top of doing my, on top of yeah, my day job, job, right. Uh, right. Uh, in, including, uh, you know, submission of all our data to the ABA, uh, ABA also happened to do their 10 year site visit, uh, last week as well. So, I've been a little busy too. This, this is a crazy time. I, it's my opinion that this is like this spring is the busiest spring I think just about everybody I know has had yeah. in many years for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Like yeah. it's obviously like again, COVID, uh, COVID uh, was mostly, you know, what everyone's thoughts about COVID. This is definitely the level we're all moving on and we're all and, and everything that's been backed up over the last three years has now built up to now, and, which is great. And to me, is a sign of a healthy, thriving community where yeah. things are happening. This is, uh, I, I always try to remember, I went to my first baseball game, went to the Marlins uh, Twins game, and I always wanted for, I, every time I'm at a sporting event, I always try to remember the time where I thought, wow, when am I ever going to get to go to a sporting event again? So I always try to hang on to that. So I think it's good that we're all busy. I think it's good that we're all busy. Yeah, and so, and it's also been a fun time to be in Athens. We, this, I don't want to harken all the way back to Will's last episode, but Georgia won two national championships yeah, in a row, right? Yeah, you know, take the the lack of um, fraughtness uh, over 
spring practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine if Georgia doesn't win two national championships in a row. Do you imagine, do you imagine how big the story is? Which quarterback are we going to have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, all these guys are leaving the defense again. Um, and right now it's like, eh. This has to be the quietest yeah. quarter, uh, quarterback controversy I can ever remember. And if they had not won the national championship, we would be losing our freaking minds Yo, about this yes, quarterback controversy. Absolutely. And listen, I think that goes uh, for a lot of things. I think that like uh, a national championship, two national championships in a row, will uh, uh, divert attention from things both good and bad. <laughs> Agreed. I would say uh, for better and for worse. Uh, I think that uh, when you when you do what Georgia has done, and not just what Georgia has done. Remember, I don't know if the listeners of this podcast. I know I've been gone for a long time, so I don't remember what they really rem- what, how how connected they are on this. Uh, but uh, Georgia has won not only won the national championships, they actually did it after a considerable drought. Right. They actually had gone through a long time where they had not won one. I don't know how long it was, but it was a long time. And so this is some, so I think that we talked a lot, and we'll talk about this as we get into the season a little bit. Uh, but uh, once we really get going and, and previewing uh, come uh, late late summer and uh, and fall, but you know we spent all of what last August being like. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I'm not like eightier about anything. Well, I, I, I don't know if you multiply that to do divide it by two. <laughs> like it feels. It, it was funny after they won the national championship. Of course, the great stat that no one's won three since Minnesota in yeah, thirty eight or yeah, whatever, whatever. However long it's been, and to me, I was like, oh, I think I want three more than I want. Two I remember now. you said that, and and I think I will probably get there. I think I will get there. Okay. I think I will get there. Right now, I'm still just kind of in a um, in, in a in a chill mode. I have to say, uh, there's little moments that it pops up that I think are really amusing. There is a kid I've been at Holland Park a lot. I'm not coaching little league baseball this year, but both my sons are playing, and so I'm at literally. If you ever want to know where I am on a weekday, I'm at Holland Park Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights and Sunday afternoons, uh, and I'm not even coaching. And there, uh, I've noticed what keeps happening is whenever there's a, a free scoreboard and, like, a game that's not being played, mm-hmm. if you leave it alone for, like, a half a second, some kid will over there will go over there and put it, make it 62 to 7. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, Which is know, truly it's... wonderful and truly kind of awesome. And I think speaks to uh, the vibe. Uh, yeah. And, and, again, there are negative stuff going on with Georgia sports. Mm-hmm. There's I personally have a lot of personal frustration going on, particularly with the basketball program right now, that we can maybe get into, but I don't, I don't want to kill the vibe. Uh, but um, certainly, uh, of, of all, it's hard to get too dialed up one way or another. Am I drinking the boys' uh, maker smart with this little bottle? Oh yeah, yes. okay, that's, that's that's the that's our baby one. That's okay. The, uh, I'm, thank you for taking out uh, the the suction. And yeah, the, the, the nipple out of there. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but I'm just we got the small bottle. We care. got a big one over there. Don't worry, we yeah. got plenty. Um, this is the size bottle they give you on Spirit Airlines. You got to pay nineteen dollars for it, but it's a bottle. Uh, um, but uh, so anyway, so I think that like it's hard to get to. It just like the vibes of last year were like, oh, we didn't want the season to start. Let's just enjoy being champions. Now it's divided by two. Now it's it's just as much. I think that urgency will be there, but I I also think part of it, and uh, I, we can get into GD in a second. But I also think part of it is gonna the schedule next year is gonna expand this for a while. Oh yeah, I think I think that like it's gonna be. A, remember last year we were like because Oregon was like well, I, I was we, I thought yeah. Oregon had a chance in that game. I was yeah. very wrong, uh, but I thought Oregon had a chance in that game. But even but even once they got through that, you're like, oh, they're not gonna lose yeah. for like a long time. And until Missouri, there was no reason to sweat at all. 
it really feels after two championships and just nothing until if you can talk yourself into South Carolina, uh, maybe South Carolina, maybe. maybe. Um, other than that, this vibe right now, this there's a quarterback controversy and no one even seems to be sweating it at all, which is insane. Yeah. Quarterback controversies are made for people to freak out about, and they're not even doing that. That's going to continue, I think, well into October. It's interesting, though. I am. Well, I'm not fraught over it. I'm more excited about the season. I think this it's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah, and I think this is because is because a three peats on the table, right? Yeah. I mean, the uh, <laughs> you talked about the long time. I mean, it was like definitely. I mean, it's like uh, college, it was a long time. It's struggling. barely even college football anymore. Like it's an entire. Well, yeah. like, like I think one of the teams they beat was the University of Chicago. Right. Like, right. It's like it's not yeah. even the same. Thing. And the Maroons were still not to be yeah. sniffed at. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, you know, you talked about how long it was since Georgia won. I mean, it was almost like. Last year was like you know the the phoenix rising after you know long term struggle and suffering, and we finally got that, and then they they went and built it better, and not only built it better, it's like now there's like it's almost like it's like this whole hope in this yeah. this thing. It's like all things are possible. Um, it is really interesting. It's the thing that makes Georgia unique. That it does. to me is the yeah. thing that makes the third championship potential exciting. Yeah. That's something that like for all the time, like, hey, well, Bama won a couple twice and blah, 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 all the things. No one, like, I'm, I don't know if there are any surviving members of that 38 uh, Minnesota team, but none of them can, like, no one can say it. Yeah. I guess they would be Have, have they been out now. drinking? Uh, um, yeah, every yeah, time somebody yeah, loses. Like, yeah. yeah, they're drinking. Out, out, like, uh, out yeah. ice fishing. And, yeah, uh, drinking. But I think, I think that's the thing. Dom Shula Perion. That's the stakes, as such as they are this year. And I wouldn't say it's made me be like, oh, no, I want it. But it's just like, but it feels let's go like. do it. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Might as well, we're here. In my lifetime, no team may ever get to do this again. Yeah, so I think one of the things that. Um, you start talking about the quarterback. I don't know call it a controversy, right? Because yeah. I, it, it will be, it will be interesting to see how, as we get closer to the season, the the Bobo versus Monken thing develops. But I mean, even Kirby in talking about the offense this past week. I don't know if you read. You know, he had yeah. a press conference. And yeah. He was like, you know, it's not like it's going to be Lad Branson and um, you know, whoever else he's, he said. Yeah. Um, it was very much a like, your offense or offense. We're gonna we're gonna balance. We're gonna try to get the ball around. Doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Yeah. We we have a playbook and we're gonna run the playbook. We're gonna and the quarterback that starts as a quarterback feels like gives us the best chance. And some of it feels like you pull a name out of a hat and it doesn't matter. Now I don't I don't necessarily agree with that, but I don't think it. Ultimately, I mean, ultimately, it's going to matter. Yeah, probably that's but right. Beginning yeah. wise, like this is the advantage of having five games that you're going to completely destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is like, like honestly, like you even pull that weird. Kirby uh, would never do this. Oh, the heart, the, the Harbaugh thing. thing yeah. It'd be like we're starting one guy this game. Like he would not do that. No, that's but a like you way to do it. can is the point. Yeah, like I think ultimately, it's obviously going to matter who the quarterback is. I don't think it actually matters who starts game one. Oh, that's probably right. Yeah. Um, the you know, when you, you know, I think there are some bigger questions on the offensive line. Um, you know, Broderick Jones is, is gone. And, um, of course, you know, Devin Willick is, is, is too. And, um, you know, I think, I think offensively, I think we're actually going back to 
where we were two years ago. Actually, Seth, go ahead and drink. I mm-hmm. uh, had a decent article about Great that. podcast, by the yeah. way. If you did not listen to the podcast that Tony did with Seth, go back and listen to it. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was very cool. Seth had just come from where you know, actually get to see some practice, yeah. which is unusual. Um, I thought you won two national championships. That kind of loosens a yeah, little bit. A, yeah, a little less tight about mm-hmm. things. Um, but, you know, the there it was basically Seth's premises. We could see the pendulum swing back more to def- defense this year, running the team, not running the team, but being the kind of the strong part. And it wasn't like defense was bad last year, but it wasn't the otherworldly, nearly generational thing it was two years ago. And when you sit down and look at what Georgia's defense was last year, that's right. Uh, Georgia's defense was exactly what a good football coach who has a good sense of what his team is, but knows he has a good offense. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like, Ben, don't break. Okay, we, we can afford to give up field goals if that's what it gets to, but it's just field goals. It's like, right. a, ba- it's like a baseball team that's got an incredible offense. You just get guys that get you six innings, give me, yeah. three runs, yep. give you innings, get out of the way. Eat me some innings. Give exactly. me a hundred. Give me hundred and ten pitches a That's night. That's exactly right. Uh, Which is frankly the opposite of what Kirby was thought to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the yeah. offense. Is like, don't screw up. Yeah, don't go. Yeah. Don't bomb it out. And then, well, well, it definitely was that for the yeah, first of course, four of years. Course, of course. Um, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about the other day, Will, uh, and and this is, well, well, oh gosh, I, the the wife and I were at somewhere. We were doodlies, uh watching. Um, I mean, it's, totally it's it's very good. Okay. They do they do things really well. It's not it's it, the prices are good. Yeah. Uh, you'll really like it because they do they do grilled cheese, oh, uh, no, but they do it all cheese. sorts of ways. Right, okay. you can get bacon on it. You don't have to get anything. Now, is right. this a sports bar that has sports channels that are not just on the regular basic cable tier? Um, this is I don't my, know. This is my belly. I haven't I haven't been in there. This is my thing. This is my thing that drives me crazy about sports bars. I, I w- the only times I've been in there have been. Well, I guess Maggie and I went in there. Um, if you're at Dooley's, let me know. Let me know if you've got. Call if us I, if right I can now. go, if I can go in there and watch the Big Ten Network, you're a sports bar. If you're not, you're just a bar that's got sports on, which is great. Yeah, which is fine, but you're not a sports. Um, yeah, Maggie and I went there G Day, and I don't yeah. recall. I'm mean, sorry, the celebration. But yeah. I, I don't recall what's on. But Chris and I were in there, and they had the 2015 FSU Miami game. Now, I want to take you back to that. Jimbo Fisher had hair. Uh, Al Golden was wearing an orange tie. Um, and FSU was like something like whatever and one in their last ACC games. Like a lot and one. A lot and one. 17 and one, I think. And, of course, they won a national championship in that time frame. Um Miami had Al Golden, and it looked like he had a forever contract because mm-hmm. all the nonsense going on there. And I don't, I didn't look up the date of that game, but that was fall of 2015. <laughs> there was a nascent podcast called yeah. Wait Since Last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mark Rick was our coach, mm-hmm. um, and it seemed that seemed so long oh, ago. Oh my gosh! In, in in the world and football. Well, yeah, in the world <laughs> and football, right? But I was like, but in football it feels like a time. And, and Kristen was my wife. Kristen was like. Okay, so Mark Rick wasn't there. I said, no, he went the next year. Yeah. I said, I said, I don't know when this game was, but this is pretty close to if Tom Bowda starting the Florida oh, yeah, game yeah. Um, and it all coming. Well, Bowda was 16. was 16. Was it 16? That was 16 because that, that happened uh, – I was at Wrigley Field okay. during the World Series. So that was 16. Was that our first season? Uh, no, that was our second season. Was it? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, they were still mm-hmm. – you know, Mark, Mark Russo coach, and either way. Um, but 16 was the last year. 
Okay, it was the 16th. Okay. Yeah, let me tell you what I know. Yeah. Uh, so, it could have been the last year. Did, 16 was his last year because they fired him after about a year. And then Kirby started in 17. 17 was the Rose Bowl year. 17 was the Rose Bowl year. So okay, 16, yeah. If we only had a, Scott is with Chad in the Gimp, and so Chad can't look this up. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, well, I'm looking up uh, um, Dog Nation. They would know. They would know. Um, Fatan Balta announced as Georgia's starting quarterback on October 31st, 2015. Wow. Tony Waller. Talking to Tony Waller is correct. So what? So, but they did get wiped out when I was at Wrigley Field against Georgia in 16 against Florida. Yeah, yeah, and Kirby yes. was a coach. Yeah, that's right. Because because uh, Georgia's current Georgia's current defensive coordinator that's was a right. coach at, at Florida. And this is going to be a shout out. Forgive me. Uh, this is going to be very inside baseball for for uh, for this particular podcast. The thing that I had backwards is that was the first time I met UGA Carey in New York. Oh wow! That was when the bow, that was the battle game because the Mets were in the World Series. Okay, that's why. Okay, so that so you're right. Sixteen. The that was because I watched that game at Wrigley Field and watched them get crushed. Right. But that was not the battle game. That was Kirby's first game. That was Kirby's first Georgia Florida game. Yeah, and so what occurred to me is that means you right, wrong. that Which means all the listeners knew. By the way, the entire time I was saying that, so I apologize. Right. Right. But that also means Kirby's now been head coach here seven years. Yeah. Right? Have I done that math right? I have, right? Six, seven, seven seasons. Yeah. Seven seasons. Uh, he's going into his eighth season. Um, that's funny. There are no more of those Mark Richt at this point comparisons, are there? <laughs> no, there are not. Uh, there are not. Uh, and it's, and if it, anything, there's just nothing but love for Rick to like, okay, now that we've got thank this. You, thank you. <laughs> thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you did. And thank you for leaving. Yeah. Right? Like, honestly, uh-huh. And I say that out of love and respect for Rick, but yes. I think you would understand that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of the point that, that, that I was like just wondering at was, wow, it's been seven seasons. And it led me to think, okay, seven seasons into Rick, the, the hope I had and all that stuff, right? Because that would have been leading into the number one ranking. I'm looking this uh, up right now. Uh, that would have been leading into like the whole thing, the cover of Sports Illustrated and all that. Um because I'm pretty sure that 2007 team is the one that 2017 is the one that uh, won the Sugar Bowl. Okay, and finished number two in the rankings. Okay, it started that's the season right. 08, 2008, 2008 number right? Number one. That's right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy the difference in the vibe of the program. Because look, I don't know. It's impossible to say what will happen. And and this because we're a podcast. We and it's also April. We can talk about this, but this. It's hard to imagine a time, any time in whatever the foreseeable future is, where Kirby Smart's not the coach of Georgia football. I think the only way he's not the coach of Georgia football is if, if he coaches the Cowboys. Yeah, maybe. I guess yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't think he'll do that. But I there's no there's no reason. Let, or he or he pulls a Jordan and says I need I need yeah, two years yeah. sabbatical or something. Yeah, but like I don't and it does not. I mean, I don't. I can't speak he to his health. Doesn't it doesn't, doesn't strike, strike me as a dude that 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 uh, that. F- Feels like he needs a lot of time away from football. Right. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah. And so unless, the only way that Kirby Smart is not the – I would say the only way he's not the coach of this team in 10 years is if he's coaching the NFL. Right. Or there's some sort of like super major scandal, super that, major he, scandal. that he is directly involved in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think he was <laughs> – uh, in the wake of everything, I think it'd have to be a super 
Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that, yeah. I that's a mean, fun thought experiment for everyone. Right. Of what level of scandal right. would uh, have to be a pretty big one? Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it'd I agree. Be a pretty big one. I agree. Um, so on the d- defensive side of the ball, um, they're starting to talk like the fact that Javon Bullard is, is probably moving to safety tells right. me. I mean, Star tells me a little bit about what's going on with Tanky Smith. Um, you know, there's still some questions uh, around the the you know the uh, front, but. No one's really stressed about the defense right now, which is good. I mean, you don't, you haven't seen like the comments out of, uh, from Kirby on the offensive side of the ball are guys have got to figure out their position. Guys have got to get better at the fundamentals, got you know, these sorts of things. Uh, when he talks about defense, it's like, we just need to figure out what the parts are and where, yeah. who, where who's going to play where, which tells me Kirby feels really, really good about his defense. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think part of the, part of the thing is where, um, Love it and Rara Thomas fit into the grand scheme of things uh, on the receiving end, and you know whether um, how much said Oscar Wilde. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but Oscar Delp. I do know why. Oscar Delp. Oscar Delp. Uh, um, uh, picks in. Uh, and we got the the fuzzes here. We got man. the fuzz outside our house. So are we? It's not me. I swear. Yeah. Be cool, man. It's the cops. Oh, wow. Uh, they I stopped feel like somebody. This happened before when we did this. Show. I think it did one time yeah, before. I swear we don't use This doesn't happen a lot here. This doesn't happen a lot. No, okay. They pulled somebody over. Okay. Yeah, they pulled somebody over. Yeah. Hey, where were where were you and how lucky? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. The cops and how lucky are fine. For the record, it's Ryan, a deep cut. <laughs> I joked earlier about a small character from How Lucky being a larger character in the next book. One of those people, I'll just spoil it now, is Detective Boy. is Detective Anderson. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I, I got so much gruff from people that said I disagree. By the way, but you, the reader is always right at a certain level. Um, that Detective Anderson was well, not, only if they're reading at the library. Yeah, they read the book. What the, who cares? <laughs> was was not as good a cop as they wanted him to be. Okay, so I wanted to. I like the idea. Of, maybe I'll write like ten books, and by the end, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sorry. There'll anyway. be a, there'll be a movie series starring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Starring Matt yeah, Damon gonna, called gonna like Detective Bosch. Anderson. It's going to be Bosch. <laughs> anyway, sorry. John man. Wick, but <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, my uh, God. He's turned into John Wick. That's awesome. John Wick, but, you know, tough and good yeah, at killing. Tough and good at killing. And also handsome. Mm. Um, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. And decent with people. Yes. The um, I don't even know what we're talking about. We went on a whole rant about John Wick and police officers. Um, oh, we're talking about the, the, uh, defense versus offense. Um, you know, I, I when <laughs> when – Half, not half. When when there are multiple art articles about, well, who's going to be the who's going to be the place kicker? Who's going to do handle kickoffs? You got to feel like things aren't good. And yeah. again, it's that some of that is a product of the schedule. Um, yeah, what is the schedule? I don't remember. I have the schedule. We, oh, good. Yeah, because we have I, South I Carolina. It's so, like fourth game, right? So uh, first game is September second, uh, yes. Labor Day uh, weekend. Again. By the way, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game is a bummer this year. There's no Monday night game this year. Yeah. And they switch that. Like, it's like it's not even a good game. Which usually the money game is not really that great of a game, but they right. have one. Yeah, it's Monday The night. first one is a good one, yeah. and the Monday is the, oh, one more extra game. But they're not. Is that because Georgia-Oklahoma didn't play? I don't know. I don't know why that is, but it's a it's a bummer because okay. like I love I, my dad and I go to that Monday game every year. Yeah. It's really fun. They're not doing it this year. Uh, so game one is UT Martin. Okay, I think they're actually playing against the human being T Martin. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're actually better. playing that guy. Um, uh, September 9th, Ball State. 
Okay. September 16th. That's not even a real state. Yeah, it is. It is uh, it's only David Letterman and Jason Whitlock, but we're just going to go with David Letterman. Um, September 16th is South Carolina. Okay, third game. September 23rd is UAB, and then September 30th is at Auburn. We got Bama the fourth game of the season? Uh, no, that's Auburn. Okay. No, and, UAB. Alabama. No, so, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes, 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 yes. yes. The, yeah, the, 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 the Blazers. The yeah, team, that, the school that almost got rid of the football program, like, very recently. Auburn should have. Yeah. Um, yeah, also. And it's Kentucky. Like, that's another thing, too, is I think it's getting forgotten a little bit, is after, even though after the first girl game, next week is Kentucky. Like, yeah. there are, there are uh, one... Two home games. There are two home games after October 8th. Yeah, I knew, I knew the schedule was front-loaded heavy. And and the last one is Mississippi. Like, Senior Day is going to be November 11th. Yeah. It's yeah. going to so be, that's, that's gonna yeah, be that's the best right. game. That's right. The Georgia-Oklahoma game was supposed to be in Norman on the mm-hmm. 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up having to pick up another home game. Yeah, that was Ball State. Uh, that was yeah, Ball State. Um, so when you look at that schedule – I guess South Carolina is the early schedule, early part of the schedule that you're worried about, but that game's. I wouldn't say worry, but the game's in Athens. um, And then, of course, Kentucky is in Athens. Um, So the next thing is, the next one is Tennessee? Because I'm not worried about Auburn. I'm not, and I don't. I don't mean to smoke. They have a new coach. Oh yeah, they were a disaster last year. Um, If if, if he, if if they turn around Auburn immediately, like like that's like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's incredible. incredible. Um, otherwise, yeah, unless I mean, we can talk Georgia, Florida, uh, but other than that, uh, why don't we talk Georgia, Florida? There's spring games on Thursday, <laughs> but, uh, but otherwise, uh, it's at Tennessee, November 18th. It, like, it's wild that that's that's the last game before Tech, right? Right, and that game is at Tennessee. Yeah. It's going to be. God, there's no sun in that stadium it, during the winter, and, and winter is anytime yeah. after. October first. They may have to wear two sets of overalls. Yeah, I mean, so can be so cold. <laughs> um, the yeah, this the schedule is. I mean, like we say this every year in April, and every year it turns out the schedule was better than we thought. But well, looking yeah. at today, I mean, the two best games are are home against Ole Miss and Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, and those are the two of the last two games. Of the yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I, I, I again, South Carolina could be good. I mean, they were a good team. They they beat Tennessee. Um, I guess it could be good. I don't know where I set that bar, but I, I think Kentucky takes a step back this year. Um, I mean, Auburn's spring game was a mess. They they started out one team with a 24-point deficit, and the score wound up 24-24. I mean, yeah, yeah that's not that's not what they hired Gus Malzahn to do. Um, they, they hired Gus Malzahn to score all kinds of points and be sassy to Nick Saban. Um it, you know, he came out of that game saying, like, yeah, we got a lot of work to do. And he was probably thinking, I'm going to use my burden phone to call somebody besides uh, massage places, namely quarterbacks at other schools. Um, I don't know that for certain. That's not liable. I'm just – I'm speculating. Right, I'm right, making right, it right. up. Um, <laughs> right, right. So that's probably true, though. Yeah, I can uh, see. It makes sense. Yeah, all that checks out. Um, but that's the thing. It's like it's a weird year, right? It's a weird year. It's, it's, uh, it's also strange. One of the things that Emerson, I think, has pointed out well is – the way the schedule is set up, um, there's not any margin for error. <laughs> oh, no. I think that's right. I, I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah. that is something else I thought. Because somebody was saying, Georgia makes the playoff next year no matter what. I was like, what do you mean no matter what? Yeah. I, I, think, was like, yeah. I was like, I mean, if, by no matter what, are you presupposing they're going to win a, a 12 straight games and get in the SEC championship game? And then it doesn't matter what happens there. Maybe. But – 
yeah, I think I think you're counting on some teams on the schedule to be better than we think they're going to be. Yeah, yeah. Right. Look, if it turns out that South Carolina's a nine and three team, you know, Tennessee, we carry the Tennessee the Tennessee game is for the SEC East uh, when we go there. Um, and, oh, you lose that Tennessee game, and you're, you're probably not getting the SEC championship game. You're maybe not. Maybe not. Yo, I don't think you are. If you don't, if you don't win the SEC championship game, no. I mean, you uh, might not get in the SEC championship right. if you lose Tennessee. Right, you might not. But but yeah, but but if we if you go if you go eleven and one and win SEC, you get in. If yeah. you go twelve and zero and win the SEC, I think you. I mean, lose lose the SEC championship game. You still have to have some help in my mind with the schedule, right? Because yeah, that's the problem with the schedule. With the schedule, because you don't have you don't have the margin of error. You you need other teams to be better than we think they are today. I mean, in April. Georgia could have lost the to LSU last year, and they would have still been in the playoff. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case this year if they go twelve and No, I don't think so. But again, it depends on. I mean, I mean, lots Missouri, of weird stuff. Missouri might be good, right? Yeah. I'm not saying lots of weird stuff going to happen, but yeah. certainly. And listen, that's I mean, that's why. They scheduled Oklahoma in the first place, right? Right, <laughs> right. Like that's the idea. Like that was why that's they why they're inviting those teams in. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna have a. I don't know this. I haven't talked to anybody. We're gonna have a nine game schedule. Um, oh, I think that's the presumption. Yeah. Um. That that was that was that was the best thing about having Seth on is like he was he was able to because Seth is almost like not just a Georgia guy. He's like starting to become like the SEC yeah he's guy. SEC guy for yeah. the athletic yeah. and he is. I mean, he spent time covering South Carolina. He's got yeah. and he has connections and uh, and he appropriately sourced uh, Ross Dellinger with SI um, yeah. for the breaking yeah. the Georgia Kentucky. Um, Florida triumvirate, um, which made me very happy. Uh, triumvirate, they don't call them that pod or whatever they call them. Permanent, permanent, permanent conference opponents. Yes, yes. permanent meaning 10 years. The, the polyamorous uh, conference. Yes, polyamorous conference for 10 years. For yeah. 10 years. Um, so, but you know, the, you're talking about G Day. We have their tailgating because it's G Day. Um, well, you're not going to be able to go. I'm not going to um, be there. Uh, I don't, Scott's not either. Scott I'm, can't either. No. I'm actually. Pretty curious. I would be curious to hear from the listeners about this. It sure seems like I, I, I've talked about my G Day's never really been my thing, and but I lo- but that's actually not true. G Day my thing was G Day my was my thing until it was like we gotta pack the place yeah. until we gotta do that. Like to me, it was some of my favorite G Day memories. Well, my favorite my first guy here yeah. was when you show up and you and I remember famously William when he was like five. Was like five or six was like totally confused that they were like all by the numbers mm-hmm. because the, the G Day numbers are all over the place and you can't really follow anything. And he was like, That's who that number was. That's who that number was. And it was really, really fun. But it was like also that place was a quarter full, maybe, maybe. half yeah. full. And I, and I, I think want, it's going to be that way. I think we're coming back to that. Yes. That's basically my point. Yes, I, think I, think that, like, I think that like, I think it is now coming back to that place where, and I think you can tell there's no push at all this year to be like we got to get everybody there on g day and and i think that was a sign like i don't think georgia or kirby smart actually cared that there were 90 some odd thousand people there to watch it's a show of strength well i think i think they care because it's good for recruiting that's what i mean that's why they care then but they have they have two big bright shiny things that this better for recruiting i mean again you're not seeing like I, re- you remember how incessant they were about G Day, yeah, uh, promoting that. So oh, yeah. we got to sell that place out, and I, to the point where I feel, if, if you go back and listen to the podcast we had about that, it was I f- actually found the first G Day I went to. I don't think I've gone back since the first G Day where the place was totally packed. I found it actually potentially a little unsafe because they didn't have 
the place was overpacked and they did not pull out a full crew to like they didn't treat it like a game day. They treated it like yeah. a G day, but there were ninety some odd thousand people here, and we were up in the six hundred level, and it was not a comfortable place to be at all. And yeah. so I don't think I've gone back since. It does feel like now that wave has crested, and now we are back to like normal, regular G day. Maybe bigger yeah. than it was back then. And part, like, and part of that might be part of the lack of push might be ha- essentially have the stadiums closed with the construction on the south end, right, the right, south right. side, not south end zone. Um, but I think part of it too is exactly what you're saying. They've got they have other things they feel like is better for recruiting. Yeah. They also feel like we don't have to push. There's going to still in this year. If there's twenty five thousand people, they're going to look fuller anyway because yeah. they're sitting and I have to say, man, like if you're imagine a recruit going in here and be like. Well, I'm sorry, your G day didn't have as many people as I would have thought. Right, uh, I don't, I'm not coming here. Like, right. I think that clearly that have fun a place with a, a Thursday night. Yeah, uh, right. a Thursday night. Uh, the thing game. that they were trying to establish has clearly been established. Yeah, <laughs> and is now the power structure. Yeah. So, and and I think that is it makes. I'm not going to go this year, pr- largely because I a, haven't been back in a while, and B, the construction feels like it may be a little like it feels like it's going. Like, it'll be fine, but I just, I like a G-Day where I'm roaming around. It's easy. And it's totally easy yeah. and it's totally fine. And I think it'll, it probably will be, if, when this national championship this year, next G-Day is going to be like, they, they might let me play. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I, would, I would guess offensive coordinator Will Leach. Yeah, yeah. Be like, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, run the damn ball. Throw, throw uh, it deep. Throw it deep. <laughs> throw it deep. We're going deep. Uh, so, so for me, that that is... G Day feels almost up in this way. It feels more. It's weird because remember how many times we would watch G Day and be like, "Okay, are we gonna see the quarterback. Are we gotta see him make a throw. We gotta see him make a throw. We gotta well, who. We gotta. What are we gonna learn about Fields? What are we gonna learn about all this stuff? And we were totally sweating all of this stuff. And now there's an actual quarterback competition. And are you gonna be watching? I don't think anyone's gonna be watching for that. I don't. I think no. there's now. And I think that. I is, mean, yeah, a little bit, but not, I mean, I'll be curious. Not, look, not trying to just trying to. Read you're not reading tea leaves. Tea leaves. Yeah, yeah right, you're just like, right. eh, let's yeah. See. And, and to me, that's the fun of it. And I think that is a sign of how, when you win two national championships, the level of trust that you have at that point is just like, okay, whatever, like, whatever you all need to do with G-Day is fine. Have a good time with it. I feel like the G-Day thing, the, the spring game thing has crested a little bit everywhere. If I'm being entirely honest, there was a time where, like, I'm, I, I, George's G Day is then, but like some people, people have been having the spring games. Illinois already had has has, has like they already had, had theirs. theirs. I mean, that's up there. It's still a winter game. Yeah. So like at a certain level, I think that there's not an obs- the, uh, four years ago, five years ago, it felt like there was more of an obsession with spring games than there is now. Yeah, and there are some places to, that are there's a push right now to fancy up spring games to whether to do like scrimmages between programs that are close or maybe do a do a scrimmage between a d1 program and a d2 program um i I don't know that we're quite there Uh, and i honestly don't know whether kareed won't do that because i don't think i don't think kareed do that but i think brett bielman would Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he paid five dollars to watch Monkey Circus. So <laughs> I, I would too. So I'd see I see a program on the come. Yeah, it would yeah. rather do it. Yeah, but of course. There's no reason for Kirby yeah. to do it. Um, I mean, the fact is, is there's only one program that I know of that ESPN is actually covering live. I mean, all the rest of the SEC. Yeah. 
uh, spring games are on ESPN or SEC plus. Um, so, you know, the thing, um, the final thing that I, that I think I'd say about G day is that I'm, um, I'm glad that they're still letting us tailgate. Um, yeah. I, I, you, well, you know where we're tailgate. If you listen, you know where we're tailgate. I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to tailgate there, but I'm saying we're going to tailgate there because <laughs> right. it, it feels like, uh, the fencing is going to work out in our favor. Okay. Um, you know, we've had, we have a lot of discussions among the tailgate brain trust. Um, not just about what happens spring, spring game, because we can, we can work around that, but in the fall. Um, but right now it looks like Stegman is going to be opened back up. They, they have, have said we're fully confident that the basketball season will happen there. Um, but you know, that's, uh, there, I am, I am a little, I'm, I, I think a little bit that we might, where we, where, where we are going to be might arouse some, just because the fence is going to be right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is fine. I don't, I've tailgated yeah. worse places. I've right. tailgated on the street in, in Nashville for a oh, Vanderbilt we, game. We, well, I've tailgated yeah. with you in multiple yeah, garages. We do, we, we, do, we do okay. We do <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, um, it's fine. So, yes. um, you know, beyond that, I don't think, uh, you know, I, we we haven't talked about uh, college basketball uh, yeah. at all. We'll, we'll uh, get to that in a second. I, I want to close one last thing about uh, about the G, about G. Oh yes, about about the quarterback. So I feel we just have one. But are you looking for anything? I joked that like you can't really see anything, but like for crying out loud, one of these dudes is going to be the quarterback for the two time defending national champion that's trying to do something that no one's done in a hundred years. Uh, maybe even to him. Yeah. So um, like, it feels. Like certainly, I'm I'm not obsessed with it the way that we might have been about Fields or the way it might have been about about uh, uh, Eason in the past. But certainly, I'm pretty curious to see everybody looks. Uh, well, are you looking for anything? Do you have a favorite? I'm just curious your thoughts on I, the quarterback. I, I don't have a favorite, and I don't. I very much am in Kirby. I trust here. I agree. Um, I mean, I'm I, you, I, you fool not to. Well, yeah, but when but, I say that, though, I don't mean like I don't care. I, it, but I don't have a dog in the hunt, yeah. right? It's uh, I'm I, I I'm not going to go over the the trot evaluation of their skill sets. Uh, if if I were to say I'm looking for anything, it is how much Gunnar Stockton plays yeah. because universally he's been taking reps with the twos. Uh, if he comes out and plays a significant number of reps for. Uh, whichever red or black is the first string team, uh, it tells me a little something. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, that, that little something could be, um, they just want to see how he does with that team, uh, uh, it cold because they, they figure they're going to lose one of the others and he's going to be the primary backup. Um, or it could also tell me that, um, he's making a move. Um, so, or it also could tell me he's the one that's most agitating about leaving and they want to like give him a throw him a bone. I, but there, I mean, those are kind of the three things I would take away from that. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is like, like we have we have a four star and two five star quarterbacks, and a four star that's waited, oh yeah, waited a long time. I love that the idea that at Georgia the system lower dude that yeah. maybe he's just the the dull guy. If the two top guys flame out, maybe he'll be the guy. Is a four star guy that is still, nearly and yeah. like was he was borderline five star too, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So you know, I, I think it's I think it's safe to assume one of the one of one of Vandergriff or Beck will transfer, yeah. um, whichever doesn't get the starting job. But I, I I think I agree with everybody when I say they're trying to extend that as long as they can yeah. and, and not to be not to be jackasses to the kids but very much because 
every data point is a data, data point yeah. and you, uh, you, until you get put in a place where you have to make a decision, um, you want to have control of that decision. Yeah. And also like, I mean, that, that lets, gives you an idea. It gives you a better idea of which guy you want. Yes. Right. Also, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's totally fair yeah. to see how they fare in a situation like that. Right. Because look, this is the, well, I guess two years ago there was a quarterback uh, battle, right? Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably yeah. fair. Um, By the way, JT Daniels, Rice Owls, buddy, Rice Owls. Yeah, that guy. He is he has built some Marriott Bonvoy points with places <laughs> he's, he's transferred to. Um, but um, I mean, God, I hope he does well. I really hope he does well. Oh, yeah, I, I don't mean to mock him for that. Yeah, like, by to any stretch of the imagination. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I was actually surprised Rice was. As far as he go, I actually like we. I thought Illinois might go after him. You really think? Oh, that would have been. I thought they might. Was have Tommy been. DeVito not have any? Uh, he doesn't. He's gone. Him? They got uh, what's his face from? Uh, they got the Mississippi guy that lost out to Dart. Oh, um, hold on. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm, 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 we have to look it up now. I, 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 I thought you might want to do it, but uh, quarterback uh, uh, depth chart. I've forgotten his name. He's fallen out of my head. But Altmaier. Oh, Luke, Luke Altmaier. Altmaier. Yeah. yeah. Luke Altmaier. Yeah. Did he start at Ohio State? No, no. He was Mississippi's backup. Right. But was he somewhere before? Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, um, let's see. Um, this is great podcast. Um, yeah, I, I guess I have to give a little shout out. So My uh, friend Will Haraway is a big Mississippi fan. He is very high on Altmaier. Okay, good. Yeah, well, he transferred. Um, uh, he's got three years of eligibility left. So oh, yeah. No we're, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's also, as we're seeing in basketball, it's about to get a lot harder to transfer. Like, the NCAA has nothing left. So all they can do is enforce transfer rules. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, but I still think football. Everyone's like, there's so many transfers in football. Well, there's 85 roster players oh, yeah, on the team. Oh, right? so yeah. But in college basketball, I mean. One player makes a massive difference. I mean, yeah. if, but yeah. like, like I saw somewhere like. 20% of D1 players were on the transfer portal last year. I think it was higher this year. Was it? So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's wild. I mean, the entire Illinois team is entirely new. It's, is it? It's absolutely crazy. Well, we'll find out what Brad Beard has. Yeah. I got the right coach, right? What's that? Brad Beard? Brad Underwood. Underwood. Yeah. Wrong Beard. No, wrong wrong Beard. Chris Beard is Chris now Beard, that's as, right. Yeah, yeah, Chris right. Beard yeah. is now Mississippi. Mississippi. Now Mississippi. Pulling pull in Auburn. Mississippi is not um, anyway, so I'm just curious. Like, for, like I like the fact that we can. <laughs> well, in Auburn, I just got that. Uh, I like the fact that we can go into a spring game like this, where we're all wondering who the quarterback is going to be, and no one's freaking out about it. Like, yeah, I think that's that's the thing. And no, they're not freaking about. It. I'm sorry if they're like. And listen, whatever. The the thing about the quarterback position is when games start and someone throws an interception. Then you have a controversy. Then you have a competition because everyone's going to get in their camps. This is the this is the case at every school or every NFL team that's ever had not one clear quarterback. People make camps. People make it. This happened in Illinois with Johnny Johnson and Scott Weaver for crying out loud. I remember it vividly from when I was there. There are camps, and right now everything is whoever gets the job is going to be fine. Eventually, these things will settle into camps. Yeah, and that's that's just the way it goes, right? I think the good news is is that Kirby has done a really good job of building a culture of community together. Um, I don't know if you saw the article they've they've taken some um, they've taken some uh, like they've they the kind of their models this year are evolved from 
the New Zealand All Blacks, which are yeah. you know, famously the, what, the most successful uh, rugby union team. They do the Haka. Uh, well, I don't know if they do the Haka, but yeah. like some of the that. stuff they talk about, right? Oh, yeah, they do the Haka. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like the sweep the barn, meaning, you know, do the little things, take care of the little things. Also, get last year's hay out of the barn. We have right, new right. hay to stack. Um, it, just some of that stuff is really cool. But that also means that you have – <laughs> whether they're true or not, you don't have rumors of coaches fighting coaches and yeah. people showing up at the head coach's house and needing to be escorted off the property yeah, yeah, or more or whatever that was. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to dredge up old rumors, whatever. I, I'm ready for that book to be written, but um, that uh, I, I, it just, it's really hard to fathom whomever is the starting quarterback, whether it's on the service level or not, the team get behind. Yeah. Um, even if you, even if your guy was the other player, yeah, um, right. because we didn't see that. We didn't see that three times with with Stetson. Well, they hadn't uh, won one yet, right? When they hadn't <laughs> won one yet. Well, with yeah, the, the last one, yeah. Um, but I don't think anyone was like Stetson should go. Like, yeah. I mean, there was a discussion, but like, I don't think anyone actually thought like, oh my god, we got this guy again. This little guy. Speaking um, of which, it is very. Well, we can talk about the NFL draft if we want to, because. I'm, he's going to get drafted in the fourth or fifth round. I have to say, he is getting drafted higher than I think people thought. We'll see how it happens, but I think that uh, it will be interesting to see how, where he turns out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I let's talk about this for two minutes to be done with it. Okay. Um, it is – we are in such an interesting place on coverage of Georgia football. And, and I, I want to specifically stay away from – the tragedy that happened. Um, and I, and I say that because, um, I said the reason I want to stay away from that is I just want to make sure that, that everyone understands I'm not, that's not what you're referring to. I'm not referring to. I'm referring yeah. to Stetson's, we, Stetson's yeah. arrest in Dallas. We can have a discussion about that, but that's right. not this what is I'm talking, talking about. about. Right. I'm referring to Stetson's arrest in mm-hmm. Dallas. Um, I'm referring to, um, Carter showing up at pro day over a little overweight uh, and not doing great. I'm, again, I'm not referring to Carter involved with whatever happened yeah, right. on Brian Schultz. Wait, wait. Um, uh, and there was one other thing that came up that was uh, that there that was just like uh, it, it was it was old school tisk tisk. Yeah, right. uh, and, and I, I say that. Yeah. I say that as someone who's come around on that in the last 15 years, yeah. right? I, I would have been one of those people 15 years ago. Um, the idea that athletes are somehow out of control or doing these terrible things, I think is an idea of, other than a very small minority of people. I think most people moved on from that. I think well, people- so to tell you where we are, um, multiple people post the Baker Mayfield arrest video at Stetson's. I mean, he's got a little bit of Baker Mayfield in him. But Stetson hid behind a wall, which is what you do when you're drunk and hiding and, and running from police, yeah. right? You know, you, you don't fight them, Baker. Um, but and he didn't know. get too, don't you know who I am? He got a little bit, not A little too bit, much. but it wasn't like, yeah. you know who I am. He's like, uh, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is bad. bad. This is bad for me. Um, and then, uh, you know, whatever, man, like, listen, if he makes the NFL and starts throwing touchdowns, it was going to get too crazy. No one's going like, to care. Like, yeah. no and frankly, care. and if he flames out, you know what? People still aren't going to care. People aren't going to care. And That's you can, argue, you can argue, I know people that don't care about sports that will think it's insane that people don't care, but I totally understand why people don't care. Like, they don't care. And right. like, and I, and I think that, and to me, the frustration with bit with Setson has never been anything that he's done. It's that, and maybe this is what drives him. You can make an argument, drives him. We'll find out. But like, 
the, my issue with Stetson was never how he's not, he doesn't appreciate, uh, like it's, uh, why is he giving us more love? To me, it's like, dude, like it's never going to get better than this. Right. You gotta, you gotta enjoy it. You gotta enjoy it. To me, the issue, we'll close, I don't want to get down this rabbit hole again, but my whole thing with Stetson, the speech or the phone or whatever the things people were saying, it was never what a jerk. It was like, Seriously, you really, like, you should, I really hope you're enjoying this. And I understand what makes you a great player is having that chip on your shoulder. But, man, you've done something that literally no one's ever done, and the love for you is overwhelming. You're not a jerk for not taking it. It makes me just kind of a little sad for you because I want you to enjoy this. I want, yeah. And I want you to enjoy this. You should enjoy this. And whatever, like another human being I would say that to would be Michael Jordan. <laughs> like yeah. Michael Jordan famously is, is the most incredible basketball player that most people have ever seen. Though I'm still a LeBron person. But anyway, uh, uh, most incredible player I've ever seen and the most competitive guy and also as unhappy as a human being as you will ever find in your life. Because he, he uh, yeah, it's like, like he'll never be happy and, and well, he'll be miserable. But, but he, and he, he kept trying to increase his happiness instead of like appreciating what he had. Yeah, and he'll never, and, and, and there's always some mountain to climb. And uh, there's always a chip on your shoulder. There's always an enemy. And I think that's a sad way to go through life. And I hope Stetson eventually, I'll put it this way if in 10 years, the, what was the old solid verbal joke about Stetson? That like, hey, he's going to be Stetson been at Toyota in like 10 years, which is a dismissive, snide little thing, particularly as he's going to get drafted in like the fourth or fifth round. Uh, but if that's where Stetson is in 10 years, I hope he's. Ha- I, th- I think that I hope he's happy because I, that should be a, a happy place to be. I hope when that ha- if that happens, he is like, yep, I'm I'm doing ads for these places. I've got the local radio show. I'm soaking it all in because he deserves it and he's earned it. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, <laughs> the last thing I say about him is like. You doubted me your own peril. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's been, fun to watch. That's the takeaway. So, um, I wouldn't mind you being a backup to uh, Kyler Murray at uh, Arizona. It'd be fun to watch. <laughs> right. Arizona's such a shit show right now. I don't know well, what but, to do with them. But hey, but, backup quarterback in the NFL is the best oh, gig my in gosh, America. I that. So, I mean, wait a minute. Let me get this right. You get to play football, but you don't yeah. get hit by yeah. uh, fill in the blank. I'll um, put it this way. like, Air, like I think he's going to have a longer career by far than Aaron Murray ever did. Yeah, I think that's right. I and think that's right. Though Aaron Mur- and I think you, uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. He's gonna have a longer career than Jake Fromm had. Yeah. And uh, though Fromm, anyway. Point is, <laughs> um, um, G Day, enjoy. You know where the tailgate is. I will not be there. Scott will be not be there. Also, this weekend, by the way, is uh, the NCAA tournament tennis is happening this weekend. Literally right by you. Oh, it is. Yeah, and you should be prepared for that. I'd forgotten about that, yeah. that that was going down. Um, and this is a baseball game. Uh, the dogs are in town. It's going to be a lot going on. But that's that a – they changed the – They changed the time on that. Yes, early, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, instead of mid-afternoon. Yeah, but so, tennis is happening, yeah. I think, around that time. Yeah. Okay. So be prepared. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, so, by the way, so G-Day, everyone have a good time. Yep. Close the door on G-Day. Yeah. So uh, the only other thing I have to update in on is probably college basketball-wise – um, my, Your line I did fine. My line I did fine. Uh, but my big thing that I have uh, uh, made the decision, I wasn't going to make a big thing out of it because I don't want to, like, there's nothing worse than some uh, someone that's doing well in the world complaining about stuff. So I'm not going to. But I did give up my college basketball uh, by season tickets this segment. I did give them up this year. Um, uh, not because of the quality of the team. And not because of the dedication of the team, I will go. Uh, I, I plan on going to every single game next year, uh, like I did last year. Uh, 
But I think the way, uh, and I also, for the record, have no issue with old farts like me being upended for students. That right. is, I got no issue with that at all. Moving was never the problem. The way they handled that situation, not just the way that they handled it, but the way that they didn't give a shit that anyone was upset about it. I was like, you know what? I will go, uh, the, that donation money I give to you guys every year, I will go give it to someone who actually needs it. Right. And, and for the record, I've said that, I said it to a couple of people and people have been like, well, what about football? Well, football's different. Like football, like I, I go to every Georgia basketball game and they've been terrible since I got here. Right. And I go to every game because if you go to every game, you care, you're there, it means something to you. Mm-hmm. The idea that, that, um, that not only would no one be told about what was happening, but if you're like, hey, do I have any input that nobody cared, nobody reached out, nobody said a single thing about it, poor freaking Chip, I've been sitting next to Chip. No, there is no more loyal Georgia sports fan. Georgia sports fan. Than Chip. Right. Chip is a big Chip. By the way, if you don't know Chip Follendor, he is a, an Athens institution, worked in real estate forever. Um, you'll see him at everywhere. softball, can, basketball, tennis, football, tennis. It. Baseball. I mean, if we had Tilly Wings team, he would be a season. And he's gone through some health stuff, and he is as good a sweethearted person as you will ever find. And he's there every game. Yep. And if you're wondering if you've ever seen him before, if you've ever seen me at a game, at a college ba- a men's basketball game, I'm always sitting right next to him because yep. we have our seats right next to one another. He has become a family friend. My kids know him. My parents know him. This is the sort of thing that happens when you are a dedicated fan of a basketball team that's terrible, you go because you have a community. There's uh, Judges have been sitting, federal judges have been sitting behind me for 10 years and become family friends. You find people that are all together. Now, I understand if you're going to make a change, I understand why they're doing it. I don't even necessarily disagree with what they're doing in a macro sense. But the way it was handled was not just bad. It was a, we don't give a shit if you think this is bad. Because we can do whatever we want. And it was such – and and for me, that was kind of my last straw on it. Right. It was really a – I don't – like they could have moved me wherever and I really wouldn't have cared. But like the notion that like this is what's happening and we are not taking requests or questions about anything right now. And uh, if you want, you can enter a lottery and be on this video. And, and hopefully if, if you give us your money – we will tell you eventually where we may be sitting you, but we'll be nowhere near anywhere, any of the people that you've been involved with this for a long time. And, uh, and I found, I think a lot of people found this, any time you would even like reach out to them, you wouldn't even get a response. Mm. And I think that that speaks to um, uh, um, why it, getting moved is fine. Getting reorganized is fine. We're all grown-ups here. We all know what these things are. And uh, frankly, a college kid's going to make a hell of a lot more noise than I am down there. I get it. That's not what this is about. It is about people that were dedicated season ticket holders for, I've been season ticket holder for 10 years. People have been a lot longer than me. Poor Chip. Never, never misses a game. Been given his donation forever and been doing everything he's supposed to do. No one said a word to him. No one said a word to him. No one reached out to him. No one cared. For football, I actually don't mind if you don't reach out to football dudes because well, everybody nine, wants to go to a football there's game. There's 9,000 seats yeah, too. Like, but like, if you are a Georgia season ticket holder, you are doing it out of love because it's been miserable for a long time. You're doing it out of love. You're doing it out of community. You're doing it out of a sense of a common purpose and cause. 
the idea that that was, um, they just didn't care. And so for me, um, uh, I, at a certain level, yeah, I just kind of did the math. And I was like, wait, I can get, I like, I buy three tickets to every game. Mm-hmm. I give the donation for three tickets all season. Mm-hmm. I buy every single game. I, every g- ticket is used. I never sell them on StubHub. I give them out to people. I give them out to people that need them at a certain level. Um, you do the math on it. And if they're not going to care about the community of people that are all going to be there and not really care about them, I'm gonna, I can get, I, I'm already overpaying for those tickets. <laughs> like it's, it's Georgia men's basketball. I'm overpaying for those tickets, but I'm doing it out of care for them. If they're not going to care about me, I will just get my own tickets to games. I know they're not going to sell out and I'll sit wherever I want and I won't do that. And I'll give that money to someone who needs it. Yeah. And that was, that was my ultimate thing about it. And I know a lot of people that feel very similarly about it. And it is a shame. I know, I understand why it happens. I understand why it happens. You just won two national championships. Everyone's high on the hog. Everyone's feeling like they're on. They, they, I get it. And I don't, I get it. And it's not even that the actual thing that they're doing is wrong. I don't disagree with getting the students down there. That's not what this is about. It's about people that cared about the program and were dedicated to the program and they just clearly did not give a shit about any of them. So, okay, if you're going to take the emotion out of it, I can also take the emotion out of it. Right. And I'll just go to the games when I want to at my own convenience and I will never have trouble getting tickets and I will, and I will not be giving a donation to a program. Uh, I won't be paying that tax anymore. Yeah. And, uh, I, this is not going to make me love Georgia basketball less. I'm excited about Mike White, excited about moving forward, but, uh, I didn't want to get into this too much, but frankly, I've had so, I had people reach out to me as if like, because I'm working media, like I could do something. And I was like, nobody cares about, they don't care any more about me than they do, they do about you. I had people reach out to me, can you help? Can you do anything at all? And, and the level of frustration and, uh, kind of impotence a lot of people had about this was very uh, it was frustrating for people that go to every game for a watch a bad team for 10 years and so that's how i feel about it and i don't blame people can do whatever they want make whatever decisions they want uh but that's that's what i did yeah and uh so i i have not paid that close attention to it i'm a i am not the college basketball fan you are um and i you know it is it's my goal to move back in Athens, so that's a lot easier for me to make more college basketball games. And it will be, and you'll find this as your kids get a little older. It's it's hard. It's hard. Weeknights are hard, of course. Uh, and I know you know I mean, that. It's easy for me because I can walk there. Yeah, because you live three quarters yeah. of a mile. I can literally walk. There. You have I walk there every game. Right. It's a yeah, fifteen mile drive for me. Yeah, uh, and, and I don't say that to boohoo because I know there are Georgia no. basketball fans that it's much further. Uh, but it, um, I. Uh, I hope whatever the moves that happen uh, pay off with the students showing up and uh, the product being better. And I have hope for that. I have hope for that. I think so. I think so. Um, I, look, I, look, Georgia's basketball was much better this year than it was last year. And everybody's like, we're never going to be better. Like, yeah. guys, we won one see, SEC team last year. I think it's another frustration, too. I think another frustration part of this is that like, if you're a basketball fan at Georgia, you've had not only have you watched a terrible team, mm-hmm. you've watched football fans mock you. You've yeah. watched football fans make fun of you. Like, why do you even care about Georgia basketball? You've watched, which frankly is a problem. Yeah, and so maybe you wouldn't want to upset. You wouldn't want to purposely say screw off to the people that have actually been going to these games forever. Yeah, and I think that was the frustrating part about it. It could it missed, 
And whatever, I'm sure in a macroeconomic sense, it was probably the right move. And it doesn't mean it's the right move that like, like the right, from the, I don't, I, again, I don't have a problem with what they're doing. But they clearly decided, you know, we don't really need basketball people. That's what they decided. That's what they decided. And that's fine. If that's the decision they want to make, that's fine. But then I, then, then I, like, and listen, you can make other decisions. I, I will, uh, if they will take emotion out of decisions on that, I will also take emotions out of decisions on that. And I am not alone in this. And for the record, I sent, I think I showed it to you. I sent a, uh, I think very polite, mm-hmm. very, uh, measured, very understanding, uh, uh, um, but making my viewpoint clear on this to the person that, that sends out the mailing every year to see the donations. And uh, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was aggressive. I didn't think it was even slightly aggressive. Mm-hmm. I got no response. Yeah, and I think that speaks to where they are. Uh, not that they owe me anything, but the idea that like even a boilerplate have your AI bot write it for crying out loud. And it'll do that now. Yeah, and the the idea that that they were just like it was clear they just don't care, and it's and it is that's fine. But now I know. Now you know. Now I know. And uh, now I'll move on. Um, okay. All right. So G-Day is Saturday. Um, we don't have an actual schedule to get back together. Um, as Will mentioned at the top of the podcast, Scott is killing it. He is busier, strangely, not strangely, he's busier than both of us. Um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I've got to go to Vancouver. That's where the NALP conference is. When I get back, I'm in town for a couple of weeks before I have to go out to, uh, I have to go back to DC three weeks in a row. Um, and Will hits the road after mm-hmm. the book release. Uh, Everyone come, by the way, on, yeah, March, on March, May, 16th, May 16th, Athens Clark County Library on, on Baxter. We will be there. It is the launch event. I'm going out for drinks after. If anyone wants to go. Are you doing a book signing in Atlanta or anything yet? Do you know yet? We're not sure about Atlanta yet. We've okay. thought about doing one right afterward. Okay. I've talked to um, some people at the Journal of Constitution about maybe doing something. I talked to Greg Bluestein, who may who's a friend of mine, and he may do but I think it's fitting it there. It, we're trying to leave time open in case there's press to do in New York. Okay. Because I'll and be like, in New York that Friday. And that's like, I don't, yeah. everybody's like, oh, New York press. Well, that's the important press for books. So. Yeah. yeah, that's that. Um, we're, we're trying to leave that week open. I had to fight to do something in Athens on Tuesday because they oh, want, well, yeah, they they want, want you up they, there. They, they want me there for, for, for Harper Collins, the yeah. way they are. I mean, it's like, it's press. I mean, New York is, I mean, like, to, when How Lucky came out, everything had to be virtual. Yeah. Now I can actually be places. Yeah. And so, um, so I think that they want to do that but the book is set in Athens the book is about Athens in a lot of ways uh, and, and Watkinsville by the way the, I, this is my love by the way there is a character in the book named Jason Waller who <laughs> runs Waller Construction no relation and he actually coaches a kid uh, named Jack Duval. Wow, that's <laughs> so, awesome! So we are full bore. We are we are we got the full. They don't they they don't have a podcast. But, oh, that well, uh, yeah, but, they, uh, not awesome that way. Yeah, so. Um, so we, I, I can't imagine that we don't try to do something early May. Yeah, uh, it's going to be nearly impossible to do it immediately after G Day between. Uh, so like let's not hide the ball here. Scott is super busy with his job. Also. It's really Scott. Like it's right. Like, no, we'll it's see. often been me, and sometimes it's been you. It's definitely Scott. Now. Yeah. So Scott, and that which is great, by the way. Yeah. So Scott has uh, Scott's older son is uh, one of the better golfers on Oconee County's high school team. Uh, his younger son is. Um, he has been promoted from the freshman team to the JV team as a ninth grader. Uh, in in baseball, also playing on a travel team. Um, 
and then his daughter is super involved in some other some other stuff too. But you know, being younger, that's not taking as, as much time. Um, you follow, if you follow those him or Jennifer in, yeah, on social media, yeah, you, you know what's going on. You know what's going on. Um, speaking of social media, um, despite me not being on Twitter very much the past. Uh, Eleven or so weeks, twelve or so weeks. Um, I, uh, I I'm can be found at Tyler Dogden. Will can be found at uh, to the extent he's on uh, Twitter at all anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, I've started to do the little subsex notes thing. I've been started to get on. I've been kind of playing around with that a little. I bit. was just about to go. Uh, if you do not subscribe to the Substack, uh, he uh, he did a fantastic one. Uh, very recently about parenthood and what your kids remember. Uh, I sent you a note saying that hit me in the feels. Uh, and, um, then you, of course, can always find Scott at Jawabi. Um, stick around. Uh, Scott's going to have a short five minutes or so about his time photographing his, uh, friend and neighbor, Chris Kirk, former UGA golfer at, uh, at the Masters, uh, playing the par three tournament and playing practice rounds at the Masters. So, hey, this is Scott. Uh, I want to thank Will and Tony for giving me my own segment on this podcast episode. But at the beginning of the episode, I noticed that Will was referencing the last time that he was on an episode. And it made me think, when was the last time I was on a Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast episode? Even though I've been editing the shows with Seth and Tony and the Tyler Dogden special of Tony by himself. It was January 18th, which was the feelings episode when we were discussing how we felt about the back-to-back national championships. So with it being three months, I figured I would jump in you know, a handful of minutes and talk about uh, the fact that, yes, I went to the Masters last week. It was uh, a very unique uh, experience for me because I hadn't been since 1997, which was, it's sad to say, but it was more than double my lifetime ago. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> oh, by the way, that voice, that voice you hear, that's my wife, Jennifer, because she went with me and I figure instead of just sitting down and recording a podcast segment into my phone, I would ask her to join me. So Jennifer, we went to the Masters last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was your first visit to Augusta National. It, it was. was my second, but it really felt like the first visit. And um, as Tony and, and Will mentioned, my, my good friend, Chris Kirk, qualified for the masters this year you know damn good dog uh, played played uh, golf at university of georgia he qualified uh, earlier this year by winning the honda classic and um he asked me if i would take some photos of him in the practice round and then also the par three tournament and luckily i was able to take jennifer and then my three kids as well with me so I'm sure we have listeners that have gone to many masters, but I'm sure we also have listeners that have never been to the masters. So if they were lucky enough to go next year, what are some of the things that they, they can look forward to or what are some of the things that were impressed upon you? Well, the whole thing was impressive. I mean, I, you know, with the masters, you, everybody, I feel like kind of has a clue as to what to expect. Cause everyone always talks about like how beautiful the grounds are and just how well kept everything is. And you just can't believe it until you see it. Even my own father who has been there and actually played the course, um, with a buddy of his, he was like, Jennifer, you just have no idea like how immaculate it is. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah. So when you get there, it really is exquisite. Like it's, right. I think that's a great word for the masters. It is exquisite. And I, myself, love flowers. I love beautiful landscapes. I'm terrible at all of that. You're terrible. Well, I'm terrible at like keeping plants alive. So I have a really deep appreciation for 
how they keep everything so beautiful and vibrant and colorful out there and everything so manicured and perfect. There's not a weed in a fairway, which is insane to me because it's massive. There's no pine cones either. There's no pine. Yeah. The Did pine- you, you know what? I never saw a squirrel. Oh, I, I mean, there's, all, these, for there's all of these pine trees. Yeah. Some of them don't fall. We were, we're not there on the day where we're pine. And thank God nobody was hurt because that looked horrible on uh, video. Right. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no, it is. It is perfect. And uh, is. even even the areas where they have the patrons walk in between holes. When you look down at the grass, it's a little bit trampled on, but it looks very resilient and strong yeah, and beautiful. It's crazy. There's not a weed to be seen. The pine straw is fluffy. The people are nice. Um, I did say this because after some of the photos that you took, I put some up on Instagram. I shared mm-hmm. them on my Instagram um, because it was just an amazing experience. And one of the things that I think nobody ever talks about, the great thing about going to the Masters, and we went to the practice rounds, but I hear that's the more fun it was. part to go to yeah. anyway. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed... And I think everybody else did too. The fact that there are no cell phones allowed. Like we had our three children with us and they couldn't look at a cell phone. And it was great. And none of the other thousand of patrons. Nobody, yeah, nobody was looking at cell phones. Everyone was enjoying one another. Everyone was so happy and jovial and kind and not distracted. And I just loved being there. We were there for what, like six hours? Mm -hmm. Just walking with our kids and enjoying the outdoors. And it was just lovely because we had their full attention. So talk about talk about some of the things that maybe someone that hasn't been to the Masters, like some things they must do or must try. Well, your, of course, the, the food. <laughs> I'm always game for like food and beverage. Um, and that's like the big thing that's talked about. And it really is also amazing logistically how organized they are with getting people in and out of the food stations because, you know, the food is actually cheap. I know getting in there is not cheap, but they make the food so reasonably priced that everyone's like scrambling to get like three or four sandwiches because they're like a dollar fifty. Um, but the lines to get in there and get your pimento cheese, which was fantastic. The bread is like pillowy and white and soft. Pillowy. It was That's so good, good podcasting right there when you yeah. use the word pillowy. Oh, uh, the white bread was pillowy and soft and just delicious. I know you don't really eat pimento cheese, but no. or um, egg salad. I didn't get the egg salad. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling that. Um, But, you know, the food was so good. I know you had the barbecue. Mm -hmm. Um, You should definitely, if you get to go to the Masters, you keep your cups, which is great. We love plastic cups in our house that can be reused and washed. And, you know, we probably came home with, like, Eight or ten masters. Yeah, the beer. Cups. The beer's in a green cup, and everything else. The beer's else cheap is too. In. Yeah, the beer's cheap. Um, yeah, I had a couple of those. So, uh, so you've covered the food. You've covered the order of the lines, and yeah, just, one of the funny things I'll mention this: the the boys and I realized that the men's restroom. Typically, when you go to a sporting event, you know you always feel bad for the women, like at a Georgia game, because the line is so long, mm-hmm. and maybe they miss some of the action of the game. Well, it's like exactly opposite because there's, I guess, there's a lot more men, obviously, yeah. that go to the Masters, and so the women's mm-hmm. bathroom line is super short. The yeah. men, they have a volunteer with a sign that actually moves as the line kind of cues up. Mm-hmm. And so that keeps it orderly because the sign is like a, the shape of a stop sign that says gentlemen's bathroom line starts here. Yeah. And so you look for that sign and go get behind it. But I mean, it was, it's like a ride at Disney world because they have the partitions that you kind of weave back and forth. Mm-hmm. And there's probably about seven or eight very friendly volunteers 
uh, ushering you into where the next stall is available. It was mind blowing to me uh, with that, along with the grounds. Sure, the food, I'm not much of a foodie, but the food was great. Everything I ate, the merchandise line was ridiculously long, but then again, it was very orderly. And oh, it I also, fast. I, but I also, fast. I also found it funny, and I think you did too, when we walked in there, you could stay in the merchandise area all day if you wanted to. They don't usher you out, but it's so crowded. You, everybody's just up there saying, I'll take a number 43, meaning like that's the corresponding number to the hat that's on the wall, mm-hmm. or a number 25 shirt, and you, you it's like you're ordering um, at a Food Chinese at restaurant or something. Oh. I don't know. Or the varsity, yeah. <laughs> that's varsity. a better example. You know, what do you have? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the merchandise is great. Uh, and then, you know, just the logistics of it all. Uh, um, into the beauty of the actual course. It's pretty mind-blowing when you walk in there and just the the general friendliness of everybody. Uh, there is no running. I did see someone get scolded for running, a small mm-hmm. child, but, uh, but they were very pleasant about it. Um, but oh. before I get into the photography and everything, do you have anything final about it? Well, I will say one thing that even, I think it was our daughter, I think Vivian mentioned because, you know, there were tons of people. Like, I was shocked. We we got up at, what, 5.45 a.m. in the morning to drive there. And I thought, that's crazy town. Like, why are you making us do that? We'll be the first people there. We were not the first people there. No. There was a million people there already ready to go um, that early. So, it's amazing how many people attend the Masters. But, that being said, when you're standing there watching, like... Who did we watch was putting that Willet guy or, you know, Tiger being out there on the driving range when we were there. Right. Um, so many people gathered in a spot, but yet Vivian goes, Mom, my like science class is louder than all these people here because she was she was shocked that there were so many people there. But yet everyone is so like polite and quiet and respectful of the game of golf, no one acted a fool, you know? Yeah. And yeah, she compared it to Well, well if someone class. does, they're, they're quietly escorted out and, and never to return. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say just the overall beauty, the grounds is incredible. Yeah. The food is incredible. It's as good as people say it is. And it's just a really, really cool experience. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm glad we were able to do it together as a family. And so my, my neighbor, like I mentioned, Chris, um, I, I didn't know. He asked if I could come take photos. I was like, sure. Do they allow cameras? And I did some research on the website and everything. And obviously it's very apparent that they don't want your cell phones in there. It's it, They're banned. They're not allowed. Like Jennifer mentioned, it's kind of nice. So we left our cell phones in the car, but I was still a little bit hesitant about taking my proper camera with a 70 to 200 millimeter lens on it. Um, but on the, on the website, it's specifically says that cameras are not allowed on tournament days, Thursday through Sunday. But we went on, I went on Monday and I went again on Wednesday. Cameras are allowed. And um, I was pleasantly surprised as being a photographer that I was able to get in there. So what we did was we, you know, we followed Tiger and Rory and Fred Couples as they uh, made their practice round. Ood and Odd on like 16 and number 15 and number 17, you know, as they were kind of finishing because they played the the back nine. And then when um, when Chris uh, teed off, he, he also played the the back nine. And we we positioned ourselves. Uh, we, we followed him on 10 and then 11, which is the beginning of Amen Corner. Positioned ourselves on in the grandstands of number 12. And the cool part about that was 
in Chris's group, he was playing with Sepp Straka, who also is a UGA golfer. Sepp made a hole in one on number 12 as we're sitting behind him. And we got a taste of the Augusta roar uh, with the crowd just going nuts. And then to see them celebrating, I got a couple of good photos of that and um, followed Chris on to 14 and then 15, 16, 17 and 18. It was really cool to get the reactions of him and his caddy, um, Michael Cromie, who again, Michael was a UGA golfer as well. So it was just a lot of a lot of cool Georgia connections uh, we left on, on Monday and then went to spring break up at uh, Pigeon Forge as a family. And because it's the Masters and because it was Wednesday, uh, the par three tournament, I left Pigeon Forge at 7 a.m., drove five hours to Augusta, took pictures of Chris and his family at the par three contest, and then drove back to Pigeon Forge. It was a day I'll never forget, uh, but I wouldn't have rather been anywhere else Um and compliments to my family for understanding, but they, they were, Jennifer was like, Oh yeah, you should, you should do that. When we were at Dollywood, highly recommend. I highly recommend Dollywood. (laughs) But the, the one statement I would put, and I made this comment on my Instagram is that the par three tournament, as I was there, it's this little section kind of behind the 10th tee box. It's literally like walking in a painting. That's the best way to describe it. It's just all there right in front of your eyes. We were there on a, on a beautiful day and um, it, it couldn't have been more perfect. So I, I hope that y'all get to go to Augusta someday. Uh, I definitely hope to be back and I'm, I couldn't be more proud of uh, my friend Chris Kirk. Uh, if you're looking to follow a golfer on the PGA Tour, definitely follow him. He'll be playing in the, the Heritage uh, this week down in Hilton Head. I think his uh, Instagram handle is Chris underscore Kirk underscore. Give him a follow on Instagram. And um, what else, Jennifer? Um, I had a couple things. I mean, really just it's, it's good to be talking on a podcast that I contribute to. I'm looking forward <laughs> to uh, this football season, although I just can't do football in April. And that's why I won't be going to the, uh, the GDA game. I'm not I'm not. You know, protesting the GA game. I got other things going on. Your son has a golf tournament on Saturday. <laughs> I got other things going yeah. on, but it's still, it's still, it's good to have uh, that outlet for GA. But I, I just won't be there, and neither will you. No, we have to watch our son play golf. Yep. it's okay. So we'll, we'll you hear can, about GA game. You can follow me on social media. Sorry to cut you off. That was really rude. <laughs> Hey, you cut me off all the time. No, that's okay. It's really uh, not a big deal. So to, just to, to wrap this up, I'm, I've kind of got that internal clock in my head. You can follow me on social media at Juavi Films. Uh, check out some of my work uh, with photography and video. And um, yeah, looking forward to getting back to a regular schedule with Tony and Will very soon. And Jennifer, I do appreciate you joining me. You want to tell people where they can follow you if they're into makeup? Give oh, you a plug. sure. I'm sure you have a big makeup following. But sure, maybe someone has a wife or a girlfriend that's really into makeup. It's always, and it's, a, it's always a good gift for, yeah. for, for, for husbands to... Oh yeah, the gift of beauty is always yeah. great. If someone is so inclined to check out my Instagram, it's at Jenny Sue Makeup. And that's where I am all over social media. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Okay, okay. That. That's enough. I, I said I said one plug. <laughs> <laughs> I did put some um I did put some of your uh, master's photography up on my Instagram. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, so somebody could check those out. They're great photos. Thanks for listening to Jennifer and me ramble about Augusta. And now back to Tony and Will. Man, it's good to talk to you. It really is good to be back. Like honestly, like and I this has actually been reminding me that like I needed 
as you could clearly tell, I was very frustrated by the college ba- by the basketball experience. I kind of needed to get my juices back flowing a little bit, and this had, I, I, I've been a little in the wake of, of of the basketball stuff and the wake of the tragedy that we're talking about, which you know, which is obviously sad and and brings up all sorts of other issues. It, uh, my listen, part of being a sports fan is being able to separate a lot of things and be mm-hmm. able to balance a lot of things. And, um, you know, it has been, uh, you could make an argument that, um, a lot, uh, since the national championship, Georgia sports has taken some hits. Mm-hmm. And I think the and I mean, it's not just me, man. I mean, like Kirby had to go on sports center and give an interview and say that his program was not out of control. And it worked by the way. And it worked. And I, for the record, I think it worked because the program is not actually out of control. It's not. So, uh, so I, I think that, that I, he handled it in the correct way, but I think it had to be done. And the fact that it had to be done, I think speaks to, uh, to, to a lot of what we're talking about. And I tend to not be moralistic about sports. I tend to not be, I don't. I'm not moralistic about sports. I, I, I love You don't have to convince me. I've read all your old yeah, stuff. Barry Bonds is one of my favorite baseball players of all time. Like, I'm not moralistic about well, sports. Let's, let's not panic. <laughs> but um, uh, certainly I will say my energy toward the athletic department has abated a bit in the last couple of months. Uh, this has been... But a- it has less to do with some of the other things that does, like... Customer service, yeah. And thinking oh, yeah. about, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and customer service, and and him, and the way things are handled sometimes in the public relations aspect, right? Um, but which, again, I'm not the only person that believes this. I'm not. I don't think I'm talking out of school. I think I, I think a lot of people have seen what's gone on and had questions. Uh, but the fact is, is I love Georgia sports, <laughs> and I love Georgia sports, and I and 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 I can't wait. I'm thinking about Labor Day. I'm thinking about all this. I'm thinking about getting together with you guys, and it's gonna be fun. So I'm. Uh, this has been good for me to get back going as well, and I hope. Hopefully, this will. I'm curious. Scott always knows the download numbers, but uh, I'm curious to see if we get the like we talked about when Seth was on last year. Seth was like, "Yeah, the numbers have been down this year since they won the national championship of of his stuff," and so uh, I'm curious to see how that goes, but. Um, I'm looking forward as we get going to be like, yeah, I want three. Yeah. yeah. I want three. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, want three. I want three. Yeah. Yeah. That'd I'm with you. I, yeah. Because so, uh, you know, I when you when you brought that up, I felt like it, a little bit was like hubris. And then I realized, no, why wouldn't I want to take the approach of let's go get it? It's because special. It's, it's special. special. And that's why. Yeah. Look, um, we... We have the tendency, humans have the tendency to look at things that are special and discount them just because they are on, um, we like, we see special in every day and we yeah. just count them as like, eh, that's, I've seen that before, right? But this is truly special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, three is, I mean, three it's not is, just special. I mean, it's the last time it's happened. It's the first time it's happened. If, if it happens, the first time it's happened in 90 years yeah. or uh, 90 years. And the first time it, in, in like actual modern competitive. Football. Right. But I mean, so only, only three teams, right, have have uh, repeated yeah. in in modern college football. Let's, so obviously, let's it's very hard. <laughs> what's that? Let's call it. It's called ninety two when the SEC started yeah. a uh, that now everybody calls it that. The BCS yeah, is when yeah, some yeah. people call it, but only 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 three teams have since repeated. We, since we decided no, we really have to cry champion. Right, right. right. That's right. right. Uh, only only two teams have repeated, and um, it was a 
big deal when those teams lost. And look, University of Georgia football is going to lose a game sometime. I and uh, well, I mean, <laughs> and we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. Uh, you're we're, right, though. I don't get. We're going to see at some point. I don't know if this season. At some point, we're going to see a field rushing over somebody yeah, beating Georgia. Yeah. University of Georgia football fans, yeah. enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. We're that team now, yeah. and that's that's what we wanted. Yeah. That's what we wanted for 41 years. Yeah. That's that's the that's the that's the rebirth. That's the filaments that just flow yeah. up from this, right? Yeah. That's the thing we've wanted. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um. But it's going to happen. It won't be the end of the world. Yeah. All right. Uh, great to be back together. Missed you, Tony. Good Very to talk to, to you, going. And uh, enjoy G-Day. Everyone enjoy G-Day. And holler at us. Uh, I was going to do some trivia, but we've gone too long. So um, uh, be safe. And uh, hey, uh, until we talk next, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media. Will, Tony, and I all gave our handles. I gave Jennifer's handle and also Chris's handle. You can actually check out Chris's Instagram. I'll link it in the show notes of this episode. He posted a couple of photos that I took during the Par 3 contest. We will be back probably in May, but perhaps there will be a Spotlight Series episode. I've spoken with Chris, and I think he and I are going to sit down and if you're into golf, if you're into the PGA Tour, if you're into Georgia golf, I think Chris will be a fascinating interview. Uh, talk about his win at the Honda Classic, talk about his experience at the Masters, and hopefully he wins this week at the Heritage down in Hilton Head. But uh, that'll be coming up in a few weeks, and hope you're having a great spring. Hope you enjoyed spring break. We'll see you on campus sometime soon, and as always, go dogs. Go dogs.